What's up, WizKids, and welcome to our first edition of Off the Bench for the offseason. As much as we are disappointed in that, yeah, that was awfully, that was an awfully happy that pronouncement have, that we, we are. Well, because we have such great content. The guys were great. We talked to John Wall, Sheldon Mack, Kelly Oubre, Jan Mahimi, Bradley Beal, Brandon Jennings, Otto Porter. Jason Smith name drop and <laughs> name drop and coach Brooks who we will have in this podcast coming up later but first and we will go we'll be rolling out we'll be table. rolling out all those interviews over about the next week and a half please yeah. stay tuned it's going to be exciting but for now we have none other than Jacob Rame, Jeremy Hyman, Zach Rosen and Chris Gehring as we break down the regular season guys I, I We're going back to the regular season did I say the regular season? You did say the regular I did, season. I did, as we break down the season in general. But I don't but actually, you know what, Jacob? Do we 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 did break down the regular season, so we can stick to just the playoffs. Because we did that. Okay. We did that already. Um so let's break down the playoffs. Um we already talked a little bit about Atlanta, so let's talk about Boston first up front. Just do you feel that losing in game seven I know that John talked about making the conference finals is a big deal, but I think that there's you can take some solace in winning that game six, and the game winner was a step up for this team that they can be proud and positive. You're a positive forward. guy, Jim. Okay. I'm trying to be. Trying um, to be. Yeah, I, I I think that taking Boston to seven games, um, if you if you had told me before the playoffs began that that was going to be what occurred, I'd say yeah, that's a pretty successful playoffs. Granted, then you actually put us in that position last night, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel that level of satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I um, this team clearly had the potential to go to the next series. Um, Jeremy, you're going to hear Scott Brooks talk about this, but Jeremy asked Brooks about, you know, we don't, many people don't place importance on every regular season game, fair or not, and probably, you know, and you can't. You're never going to have your best in every regular season game. But the fact of the matter was that we were only behind Boston by a handful of games. It cost us home court advantage in this round, and I'd wager that it cost us the series because I truly believe that if we play four games at home and they three on the road, we win this series. I think that you could probably play another six games between these two teams who were so close throughout this series. I mean, throughout the first six games, I think there was like a one-point difference between the two of them or something like yeah, that. the numbers mm-hmm. were insane how yeah. close yeah. it was. If you continue, if you continue to play this series, the two teams would probably continue to protect home court. Very evenly matched teams. We came up just short in game seven. Yeah, we lost by ten, but we were, we were neck and neck with them almost the whole way um, until the end when we ran out of gas. Their crowd was unbelievable last night and just like ours was in game six and so yeah. um i think that um yeah i'm i'm not i'm not happy obviously i know nobody at this table is but i do i do believe that we were we were even with that team jeremy and, you and chris were there what was it like yeah. being there I, I was gonna say and i'm glad that brad stevens said this after the game because well, I've actually been there. You know, you know, I grew up in Boston. I went yeah. to a lot of those playoff games as a kid, and I, when those teams, you know, the great the championship teams from about a ten years ago, I was at a lot of those playoff games. Yeah, and that place was rocking then. And what I, I'm not gonna say last night was the loudest I've ever heard it because it's hard. Like I don't, I don't know how to measure that really. But yeah, 
I'll just say that that was decibels. Old. That so was how you, our decibel meter. Yeah, yeah I didn't. Horizon I didn't bring Center. my. Big, <laughs> I didn't bring my decibel meter with me. So that would have been a uh, um, big J, capital J move, you know. But it, that was the loudest I've ever heard any arena ever. To be honest, I mean that seriously was, it was insane. And Brad Stevens said it after the game too. And I always thought, and he, you know, he's been through a lot of big games too. But that was. That was crazy how loud that third quarter and fourth quarter got. And that, and it's not like you can't play through it, like it's impossible to win through that, but it played a big role in that game. And both crowds, because Jacob's right, our, the crowd in D.C. was was great too. Mm-hmm. Um, and the crowds were awesome for both teams throughout all every game in the series. But there yeah. was – that game seven crowd was honestly – I've never heard a crowd like that ever and um you know it's up there with like the best i've pretty much have ever heard so that's that's just why that home court did mean so much and i know chris i don't know if you from you were a little bit higher up what it sounded like from up there <laughs> yeah well uh, two things tell, on the tell crowd where you were sitting by the way because that's one of my favorite was, views and i'm glad you agree <laughs> with me chris. i was sitting on level nine of the td garden level nine um, way up and it is a really good view i kind of like how the box kind of like hangs over the upper level so you're kind of yeah, I mean it's not a front row seat, obviously, but you, it is a pretty good view. And I will say, you know, we Jeremy said that that Brad Stevens commented on it. And the other note that I would add to that is that, you know, from from the time the Wizards took the floor, came out of the tunnel, mm-hmm. the energy in the crowd was was remarkable. And me and Jeremy were sitting waiting for the Wizards to come out of the tunnel, and you could hear. You know the lights go down. the The hype video starts. The energy that that was buzzing before the game mm-hmm. um, was definitely palpable. And then, you know, when the Celtics went on that run, the 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 different levels that that crowd reached was was pretty remarkable. Yeah. And the fact that it kept elevating, um, it certainly was it certainly was a, a force to be reckoned with. And I know that our our guys were were physically exhausted as were you know the Celtics as well but um there's no question that the crowd played a part some of the guys mentioned it today Mm -hmm. um Kelly mentioned it in his availability as well that the the crowd was certainly a factor and how could it not be you know just like we've said in DC our crowd was a factor too and so yeah and you I I, it's hard you can't I mean I don't want to just sit here and tell you how great the fans were in Boston and you know I don't that's not really the point of this podcast but it Mm -hmm. like it, it was just imagine the building pretty much as loud as you could ever imagine a sports building. And that's what the wizards had to play with and play through and getting back to the original point that Jacob made that it was those couple of games that were the difference between the one and the four seed, those top four teams in the East were all separated by four games. And that made a difference. I think for, I think it absolutely made a difference in who won this series. I think I still feel like the wizards are a more all-around talented team. I think they could have won the series, but mm-hmm. they didn't. So who cares really what I think? Um, I care, but I care, Jeremy. If you if we can just get back to what we th- you know if, to give sort of a synopsis of the season, it's all perspective really of how you how did you how did what were, what did you think coming in? What were your expectations? I projected the team to win forty eight games and be a playoff team again. So. And make I think I I don't remember if I projected the playoff what that would happen in the playoffs but for the regular season I said for a 48 win team um, 
and it's all it's really is perspective because if you look at it as look at it as coming off of last year this was a team that missed the playoffs they have a new coach here it was sort of it felt like a new thing and so yeah there was a great big improvement I mean they make it to game seven of the second round yeah Uh, at the same time this was a team that two years ago and three years ago was in game six of the second round so they sort of reached they made it one game farther but they're still at that same point. They still they still haven't taken that next step yet, which I think is coming because I think we still have seen the growth, even even though they didn't sort of make that next step. We saw that it's right there, and it's still they're right on the verge of that making There's, that next step. It's in all likelihood we still have not seen the best of John Wall and Bradley Beal. Yeah, I I think that's totally fair. I think they're John just entering his prime right now yeah. usually you think prime especially in today's nba you're talking 25 26 27 28 29 those years mm-hmm. that's usually your prime uh, those are usually your best years and what he just turned what is he 26 yeah so now brad 23 brad still 23 that's just amazing that brad's probably a few years away from even really entering his prime but um is it does that maybe for me I felt like when we were interviewing the guys for the podcast, because we did them back to back to back, they didn't seem as down as I was worried they would be. And maybe part of that is because they realized, one, we did grow up a little bit. It was amazing to get to where they are. And they know, oh, we're coming for you, NBA, next year. We know what talent we have and what, what damage we can do in terms of maybe getting the Eastern Conference Finals or beyond next year. They were given great opportunity to just gain the experience of being in the playoffs and to grow as a team. And I think the comfort and the confidence they have in each other, which was mainly inspired by Coach Brooks, who I know. He's well, he, yeah. it's only, I mean, it's only season one of the yeah. Brooks era. Yeah. 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 I mean. just If you just think about where they were to begin the season, how they had to put all these pieces together with a new coach and a new system to get to this point is a great accomplishment. And I think they recognize that. I mean, it sucks to lose, but – it also is a little encouraging when you see the Cavs and the Warriors still left in the playoffs. I think that mm-hmm. not that they would ever say that they can't beat those teams. It's just it makes it a little easier. But to answer your question, I just I just think they, they realize like how far they came and I'm sure management and coach Brooks told them that You're 12 minutes away from being in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's like again, it's just it's perspective like. If you look at it in in one sense, like our twenty nine, it was one team every year. There's thirty teams. Does one team have a successful season and twenty nine teams don't? No, I don't. I that I don't feel like that's a fair way to evaluate t- Not a the team. NBA. You can't. Yeah. I don't think you could. You could that you go about, especially in this NBA where I, you have a couple of super teams and then everybody else. So we're mm-hmm. we're we're recording this like what like sixteen hours after. Uh, yeah. After game uh, game seventeen to close, I think that if we had this same conversation in a week, I'd be touting the season as a success. As a success, but it's just so little raw. Yeah. It's, it, it is, man. It still hurts. I mean, I I fully, I honestly thought the Wizards were winning this series, especially when they made it to when they came back and had it two two. Before the series, I thought they were winning it. When they made it two two and it was best of three and the way they looked in games three and four, yeah. I thought they were absolutely winning the series. I thought they were gonna get one in Boston. Um, it turns out, you know, it didn't happen. Home court really, really played a giant role and 
they came up just a little bit short. I mean, they had a six point lead in the third quarter, and they yeah. they, they 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 really should have won game two. But um, you know, that's how the playoffs are. It's a few little things here and there. It's you know, you just that's how, that's how the playoffs work. So if they had won game seven, and then let's say they lose in five games to Cleveland, how much different does that really? Do you evaluate this season? I mean, then they would say we reached our goal. It was disappointing. We lo- didn't make the finals, whatever. Yeah. But they, you know, they came up one game short. So it's like it's so small. You have to kind of look at the big picture and think this is a really good team with a really good young core that should be really good for at least the next five seasons, which is that's promising. And I think the city realizes that, yeah. which is why I think that this team they got the t- the city back after a disappointing start. And after a disappointing 2015-16 oh, yeah, yeah. season. Yeah, I mean, looking at looking at last season, I think when we came into this season and did our, like, preseason round, you know, roundtable prognosis, mm-hmm. looking at last year's team and this year's team, I think all of us looked at this year's team and said, wait a minute, like, forget about last season. Yeah. This this team is a top four seed in the East. The, yeah. On – on paper and the way that this team's capable of playing. I think we knew that at the very beginning of the year. Even when the team started 2-8, and eight, I think we all looked at it and said, well, if John takes a step and Brad takes a step, Otto takes a step, this and is a top did. four. Then they all did yeah. that, and we saw what happened. This is a top four team in the East. And so I don't think that the expectations, you know, change at all going forward. I think that they proved this year whether, you know, obviously – we're not in the Eastern Conference Finals, but they proved that. I think they still proved that they belong there. I think yeah. they still proved that they are are going to be around for a long time with this core. And John had a big John had a had a signature moment in these playoffs, kind of like we said that that we thought he would or might. Brad is it is amazing that Brad is three years younger than John man it's 38 and points in game seven that's yeah. a little bit overlooked because we lost but 38 points in game seven yeah. he was, and he the, was one point off the franchise record in a game seven yeah yep. and it was a really Brad's effort was was a, it, it was just a really it was just a really gutsy effort from Brad last night that four-point play that he that he made um he was gunning and he had confidence and he was obviously exhausted as was everybody but um, his performance was 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 very promising, much like John's was in Game Six and throughout these playoffs. So I know that the two of them, you know, we all know that the Wizards go as they go, but yeah, the 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 way that they stepped up in these playoffs, whether we win last night or not, and looking, it's I'm, it's very promising. And you look at next season, you know, obviously there's a long offseason ahead, but and the roster is going to change somewhat, but most of the key pieces are going to be I don't know I don't know exactly what's going to transpire but you know John and Brad are going to be back yeah so you know this team is 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 going to be have similar expectations next season I'm going to continue my crazy tradition of I DVR NBA TV's preview every year the Wizards I'm going to go home and watch it tonight and look back and see what they said about the team and see how it matched up with what actually happened. I'm almost certain that they said fourth seed, fourth or fifth seed. Really? Yeah. So it seemed to me before the season a lot of te- a lot of people weren't really giving them the light of day. Yeah. But I think that was for expectations that teams like the Raptors would be better. Yeah. Um, but, again, that's why we don't look too much into, you know, previews and season predictions. 
can all only work Except with. Except for ours. Off yeah. the bench, we always have good always. seasons. I was just going to add, when I <laughs> when I first got here, I saw the roster in the starting lineup, and I said, wow, this this is a pretty good core. I mean, I don't see why why people around the league don't realize that this team has the potential to do some great work, especially with Scott Brooks under the helm. But I think it was more so the uncertainty and the way that they kind of took care of that uncertainty and, most importantly, stayed healthy showed a lot. And, I mean, if you look down the line, besides the growth of certain players, I think the way that they were able to stay healthy and stay fresh the entire season was pretty impressive. Yeah, that's a. I mean, that, that was part of the reason they had so much success during the regular season. Was they were much healthier. The core played almost the whole season together. Um, and that was that was great. And you have to take away – you can't just look at the disappointing end of the in a game seven and think, this was such you know it was disappointing I mean you got to look like I said before look at the big picture and look at how much fun this season was the 17 game home winning streak and some of those that road trip those wins in the west coast Portland and uh Sacramento I mean there were some awesome awesome games and you gotta you gotta appreciate all that like as it happens you can't just just look at the end result and see you didn't you know you didn't reach the conference finals which was the ultimate goal so therefore it's a failure I just I don't think that's too cynical to think that way and it's just too much negativity and not that I also don't want to have like a the loser mentality of like you know we're happy to be here and this is yeah like the other side of it where we don't you know, you you want to have that determination and edge to be a championship level team, but it is a long process for a lot of teams. And I think the hope, obviously, for the city is that with watching this team grow, you know, watching this team build together, going through these losses and through these tough, tough endings of the seasons, when it does finally culminate into hopefully a championship, it's going to be that much sweeter, I think. And Hopefully we're all here to see it, and hopefully it's not too far away. I really don't think this team is that far from being a real contender. All right, so speaking of being a contender, uh, Brooks, a contender for Coach of the Year, at least in my mind, Scott Brooks is. And we will have him join us on Off the Bench on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere. Joining us now is the Wizards head coach, Scott Brooks. Thank you very much for spending some time with us. If you could first just talk about how you digest, how long it takes you to get game seven and just the playoffs out of your system and start thinking about next year. When does that start? Ah, That's a great question. I think uh, it's, it's hard. You know, it's hard to, to wake up today not preparing for the Cavaliers. Um, that's the way it is you have to you have to move on and learn from all of your experiences I the one thing I'm thankful for is the ability to coach this team Ted and Ernie gave me a great opportunity just about like I think actually a little over a year ago and as I woke up this morning I walked to work with uh, gratitude Mm -hmm. I have a, a great opportunity to coach a group of guys that I am excited to come to work with every day and well, we have to get better, you know. We, I myself, our unit, uh, each each player is going to have to come back a better player, and my job is to make that happen over the summer. Well, what's next? Uh, uh, season's over earlier than any of us would have liked it to be, obviously. Um, but what are you? What are your next plans right now? Uh, 
just to regroup, you know, regroup and and figure out how we can improve our team. There's really no off season for 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 teams. Uh, and how I can improve our players individually, and then how we can uh, improve our style of play. I thought we've accomplished a lot of good things this past season. A lot of a lot of things that we can be proud of, and a lot of things our fans can be proud of. And it's it's important that we all have this mentality to improve every day. And and it just doesn't happen during the season. It has to happen 365 days a year. Coach, when you look at what home court advantage meant for you guys and how it was so impactful in the series with Boston. Is that something that you now will use kind of with your message next season with the team? Because we know it's only a couple of games difference between the one and the four seed this year. And it's those few regular season games. Could that make the difference between getting home court? Is that sort of a message you'll push to this team next year? Well, there's no question that home court is a huge advantage uh, in the NBA, especially you know during the during the season and then especially game sevens. Uh, my message has always been real uh, consistent with our guys. Every every day is important to improve, and every game is important to play as hard as you can and play for your team. Uh, and I know you know we were six and zero in the playoffs. We have a great uh, fans here. And the thing that I look back at this season, the, the start that we had is not something to, the, that we can all say, man, it was a great start. <laughs> we had a tough start, but <laughs> sure. I can all look, I can look back and, and, and say, man, we stuck together and our fans stuck with us and they came out and supported us. As this season has, has progressed, uh, those, 30 home, or those 30 wins that we had at home and those six games in the playoffs we had at home, they were a big part of the, the reason why we won those games. And compared to when you played the game and won a championship, do you like how their social media text messaging that allows you to be able to stay in close contact with the players throughout the offseason? Maybe a note you see, something you see from the NBA Finals or just a, something you're thinking about a player. I think, it's, I think it's a great way to stay in communication with players. I remember when I played, when your last game, whenever it was, whether if you didn't make the playoffs or made the playoffs, you didn't talk to your teammates and you didn't talk to your coaches until basically October. Mm -hmm. So you had four to five months of, of not knowing what your teammates were doing because you didn't have cell phones. You didn't have ways to communicate. You called on, a, on their, their parents' home number. <laughs> <laughs> and, the chance of, and back then there was no voice messaging and all that. So you really, it's really strange how, you know, how we even had conversations with one another back then, but now it's so easy to stay connected, especially as a coach with the players. They don't want to hear my voice. They, they love, I mean, they respond to my text messages right away. If I leave a voicemail, they might not come back to me for about uh, three <laughs> yeah, or four mo yeah. months. Yeah, that's a great point because that's I don't think any of us would have jobs back back in those days. I think all our jobs would be pretty obsolete. <laughs> yes, I in those days. Well, just th thank you very much for spending a, a few moments with us. You have a vacation plan? Any special place? You know, I gotta I gotta get away. No, nah, I'm, I'm sure my wife has something in plan. <laughs> we're gonna do a family trip sometime this summer. We don't know where. Okay. Well, we really have enjoyed the season. Thank yes. you very much thank for coming on the podcast with us. Uh, and uh, I guess we'll see you at summer league. Yes. Maybe appreciate you guys. All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you coach. Thank you. All 
All right, WizKids, welcome back to Off the Bench. Hope you enjoy five good minutes with Scott Brooks. Uh, let's talk about the rest of the NBA playoffs. The Wizards aren't in it. Uh, I think faux, faux, faux for the Cavs over the Celtics, and I think that the Spurs will not be able to give Golden State much of a run because the two of those two teams are looking at a three-peat against each other. Jacob, what do you think? I think we're going to get two very short series. Uh, yep. I also have a question for you guys, and I know I know Jeremy's answer, so he's out on this one. But <laughs> who are, uh, if anybody, and I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but um, I might say that I'm going to take a break from watching the playoffs, but then I know I'll be watching <laughs> any tonight anyways. Um, uh, who are you guys going to root for between Cavs and Celtics, is anybody? Because I would have said – um, before the playoffs that I would have been rooting for the Cavs to be dethroned by just about anybody, but I think I'm going to have a darn hard time rooting for the Celtics after that, ser- after that series right now. I think I'll be rooting for whichever team looks better and can challenge Golden State. What? Is, wow, that's a... Uh, I think that's pretty fair to say who that will be. <laughs> I think... I mean, I personally understand the fact that it's going to be Golden State-Cleveland. And yeah. I'm just gonna root for good basketball and hope that uh, I like vanilla wins. ice cream too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jim. Okay, uh, good diplomatic answer. <laughs> good, good diplomatic answer. <laughs> I'm gonna root for the Celtics, but uh, I'm just that's just going back. Wonder why? <laughs> I wonder who Chris is gonna root for. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, we've discussed well. on this podcast where I'm from, so obviously. I'll ride with uh I guess I'll ride with the Cavs. I think that they have the the firepower to maybe challenge Golden State if anybody does. Yeah. I don't know. There's also now a connection. Golden State, looked, little... Golden State looked vulnerable in game yeah, one. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if they'll look vulnerable in game Also, if we want to bring it full circle, LeBron and John are represented by the Rich same Paul. agent, Clutch Sports. So Keep it in the family. Okay, keep it in the family. Okay, yeah, clutch I, I sort of. Flav was wearing a clutch sports T-shirt yes, on the road he was. this weekend. He was. So. I think the Celtics will give Cleveland a good fight. I think they play so hard, and they're they're a good team. I just don't think they're going to be able to beat them four times. Uh, they do have home court again, and they're going to use that home court advantage. I just, how could you ever pick against LeBron? And Who's going to defend LeBron? I Jay. Don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah crowded, I think likely, their yeah. best shot of getting a game is game one, similar to how Golden State almost blew it against San Antonio yeah. in game one because they were sitting for the so only, long. The, I mean, ten you days can look at it off. Way. I mean, That's a long time. The Cavs time. have had ten games off, but the Celtics have got to be gassed. Yeah. I mean, we just yeah. gave them a really yeah. good seven games. Yeah. Like yeah. Penguins, Capitals, they were tired against Ottawa uh, that first game. Let's not bring that series up, oh, Jamoke. Sorry. Still sore. Sorry. Still sore. He meant, he meant Penguins Senators, not yeah. Penguins Capitals. Oh, no, yeah, I said yeah. Penguins. Right, but I said the Penguins got beat up by the Caps, right. and that's how Ottawa was able to get that first game. Yeah. Or, I mean, or maybe. hot take, Ottawa's pretty good. And you think very so? Okay. Yes, too much okay. hockey. Yep, that was too much hockey. Nobody's tuning in anymore. But... But and then out west, I would think without Kawhi healthy, there's. I would have obviously. I'm picking Golden State anyway, of course. But without Kawhi, I think it goes from being a competitive series to a non-competitive series. So I'd say probably four, maybe, maybe five if he's able to play in one of those games. But I don't think they could beat him without Kawhi. I I just want to see the three P. I don't want Boston to destroy opportunity to see these two teams that have each won a championship yeah. over the last two years go at I it for their third that. time. I think that storyline is there. 
Cleveland Golden State Finals is going to be must-see TV. Oh, man. And you know what those teams have gone through those last couple of years, and there's there's plenty of storylines, and they don't like each other. Yeah. And uh, that's – I'll be watching. I mean, any sports fan, I think, is going to be watching. And as much as I hate the fact that there are these super teams because of mm-hmm. – I don't like – I think we've gone over that a lot of times. Yeah. Um, just don't like – just don't let Ja Ja defend <laughs> any jumpers because he will – break somebody's ankle yeah yeah the sore s- subject yeah. yeah the super teams are kind of a catch-22 because you're right like it does i think a lot of people we've all known for a long time who it's going to be um but on the other ho- on the other end the end product is yeah something else to watch well, it's weird, so though, but it'll be it'll it'll be fun but I, I i i agree with jeremy and speaking as somebody who grew up watching lebron i i agree that like and well, I hear this okay, from my other friends, thing, too, though. that this is a thing that, So you know. did you not like watching Jordan? Or for you, Celtics-Lakers, right? Like, it was well, Celtics-Lakers in the 80s. I wasn't I know. born yet. Yeah, but right, like, same. <laughs> when you, got, you have to hear the history from people talk about how it was just Celtics-Lakers, Celtics-Lakers. Then all of a sudden it was Bulls, Bulls, Bulls. And now we've got Golden State-Cleveland. Like, well, I guess you could throw Miami in there, yeah, but that also had not, LeBron. There's always or that, San Antonio, that's how the NBA has always been. I, it's I always been a superstar that. league, no question. But. Yeah, and there's always been superstar. I mean, super teams. That's you usually know knew who the couple teams were that were going to be in the finals. That's not. That's always been the NBA. That's yeah. not new. Um, I think it's just maybe it's just how it how these teams were formed now, um, how it's gone down. Especially the Durant move this last off season really just kind of put a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth about um yeah just about how you know to to do that just kind of not that it ruined the competitiveness but it you basically solidified like i don't know no one's going to challenge golden state once durant joins that team it kind of that's why i just just didn't like it from a competitive standpoint but but like chris said and that these finals are going to be fun to watch when it uh, assuming it's going to be golden state and cleveland it's yeah, it's going to be great basketball. It should be if everyone's healthy. I think, um, I think it's going to be an, a good series again. I wonder if that narrative about Durant joining them will really impact who people root for. But at the same time, the Cavs almost did the same thing by getting Kevin Love in a way, although it okay. wasn't a free agency. They didn't yeah. throw money at him. Yeah, but I think they're they both teams have three superstars and plus Draymond Green you could throw on there too for Golden State. He has zero so points in game. It one. doesn't matter. He's so I know, impactful. I'm just amazed that he has yeah. zero points. No, I mean he he does everything for them besides be the scorer. They don't need that. They have three of the most prolific scorers in the league. Um, but yeah, it it's gonna be must see TV or we'll all watch it and I'm sure there'll be some drama included. But I hope that it will be seven games and I hope that nobody gets suspended. Everyone just plays and it's clean basketball. I yeah. that's a lot to hope for, but. Yeah, it seems inevitable. And I also think, like you said, I Cleveland was sort of the hated team by a lot of people, and you know, a lot of people hated LeBron, and he has a lot of fans too. But you know, there's a lot of a lot of dislike for him across the league for whatever reason. Success Um, brings haters. Yeah, I mean, people. If you're the champions, like off the bench, people like like to hate the (laughs) shout out to Rob (laughs) Seller. But it will be interesting who the who the team is like the what team people are p- pulling for because a lot of people were put off by what Durant did this off season. And a lot of people don't want them to win yeah, because of that. And they don't want it, you know, to feel like he just jumped on a championship team. 
Um, the people are going to root against that. They don't like that. Um, and uh, it'll be interesting to see which side, pe- like sort of the, the not obviously the people outside of Oakland and Cleveland, uh, sort of the national basketball, the national yeah. audience. Who, the, who are they going to be pulling for? Um, I'm so rooting for JaVale McGee, okay. former Washington Wizard. There's uh, one. It was uh, that. That's the only thing. I, my stake left in the playoffs now is Javale McGee. Okay. Yeah, that's it. That's fair. I'll I'll hope the Celtics can make some noise against <laughs> Cleveland, but I don't I don't see it going. Yeah. Maybe six games, but. Uh, I feel like we'll they say. sent a message when they crushed them in Boston. Like, yeah, hey, that, that one. We we know what you're about. We can beat you easily. That one did. Uh, I think the Celtics. They'll definitely get a game. I think. Maybe two. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe you never know. Sometimes these things you can't always predict how these things will go, but um Can we predict moving on our summer plans? I have mine laid out already. Jacob, what are you doing? Personally or in terms of the NBA? Both. Well I'd like to know personally. I want to know personally what you're doing. If we can continue these podcasts or are we all breaking up for the summer? Well personally I'm gonna get married. Yeah, yeah, there we yeah. go. All right, all right. Um, so Jacob will no longer be available. For <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. <laughs> that's Jacob's it. out. Jacob's out. Um, <laughs> and then I'm going to go to South Africa on my honeymoon. Awesome. And that's... You'll call us from there for the for mm. a podcast? Yeah, definitely. I'll call okay. it for the podcast from, okay. uh, yeah. from the bush. Okay. Um, going go to gonna go to Vegas for Summer League. Yep. Looking forward to that. Um, uh, we'll have... we currently have a second round pick in the NBA draft so um, we'll see what goes on with that you never know what sort of yeah. moves we'll make moving around in the draft um, you know we'll have mini camp here uh, and then before you know it it's gonna be it's October. gonna be this it will be I've already moved yeah. through the whole summer <laughs> um, yeah but so we'll get uh and maybe we could do some mystics too huh mystics maybe we'll some mystics. Talk, pod. Yeah. talk sticks mystics pod yeah Elena Deladon's already been a guest yes she has I'd like and, to get TRP, Eric. Natasha, and Taylor Hill together. They're the hilarious. Tebos. Yeah. Well, we know we had Eric Tebos. Yeah, we had Eric. Yep. That'll be good, too. We got a lot that we can do. Yeah. You should ask Jeremy what he's doing this summer. A lot summer. coming up. Wow. Jeremy, busy. what are your plans this summer? Well, you know you know, I always stay busy over the summer, Jamoke. A lot of, lot of travel. Yeah. A lot of traveling. Uh, Jacob Making a lot of money. Always making a lot of <laughs> lot of money on the side, the side <laughs> hustling, the side out hustling. in uh, out in the Sin City. <laughs> so lots of trips out there. Got to get the cards in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just the usual, the usual, moving around a lot, taking some time off, rac- relaxing, resting my body, getting ready for next season. That's right. Yeah. What do you have uh, to work on this off season? He's in great shape to get better, Jeremy. Um, well, I'm gonna go to a conference. With Jacob, who invited me to a conference, so <laughs> we're all, we're always trying to get better. You can every off season we look at something to get better. We want to improve on. Maybe something. they'll have some podcast seminars. That Maybe we can some podcast. I'm going to go to the Syracuse University journalism workshop. Yep, I, need need to to do do I need to get better. Uh, work, on work, work on some tweeting. Yeah, keep my fingers, my fingers, and, always uh, keep the fingers mm-hmm. warm, stretched out. Yeah, so you know, but I'll take some time off, get away, and then um, you know, before you know it, it'll be. Uh, draft and then summer league and then free agency and schedule comes out and then training camp will free be here. Free going to be wild in September, and uh, it's all the hardest part is right now. Like just yeah. 
like we talked with all the players about this, but you, 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 like since training camp, we've been going nonstop every day, basically for nine months. Is it? About yeah. Eight, yeah. Nine months. And, and then just one day it just and ends. And you don't know That's when it. it's going to end. So you can't, like, it's like this week, you don't plan anything because yep. you th- I thought we, we were going to so be much, in Cleveland. We had so, yeah. many, it's so much stuff that we had planned for the Eastern Conference Finals that yeah. we'll never see the light of day. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, like, just from professionally thinking about, like, content-wise is kind of just, you got to just shift into off-season mode so fast. Mm-hmm. And it's just, a, it's crazy. And then personally... It's We're going to a wedding together. I'm hoping uh, we can yes. shout out to Christian Leitner that uh, we can yes. pod with him down when we see him at the wedding. That's maybe. right. We do have a wedding, a wedding in Florida, so yes. that'll be fun. But um, we won't disclose whose wedding it is. Yeah. That's a big or, one. Nor the location. Nor the as location. Kelly told us. You know, it's a big tell one. the location. That's right. But yeah, you got to shift. You shift into off season mode. It takes a little bit of time. Like same with the players, but it really does. Like. You wake up. I you wake up these next couple of days, and you don't really know what to do. Like going to sleep, <laughs> at least for me. Like I'm always thinking about what's the next game. What's you on woke the schedule. up wondering how come you didn't have to tweet something? Yeah, it's, post no, a it's, video. You no, know, it's it's very true. <laughs> like you know, the first thing I think about. I mean, this. Who knows what this says about me? But the first thing I think about when I wake up every morning is what's our so- social schedule look like today? What do we need to post? What's first on the docket? I mean, it's true. And this morning I woke up and was like, nobody wants to hear about what we have to tweet. No, it, it's it is hard. It's it really is the hard part. It's because I have like two lives, <laughs> two lives. It's like you're in season life and you're out of off season life. It's completely different. I yeah. can't describe to you what, how different my day-to-day life is is in season and off season and it's like you literally are living two lives of professionally and personally it's just mm-hmm. totally different and it's similar to the players too i mean it's it's new life you go home at like a reasonable hour and you have to like find things to do and i mean you have to spend time with your yes. fiance that's oh. one of yes this for those, is, those with significant others yeah. like yes, you have yeah. to try to this find is, time this is a great independent significant time. Others. <laughs> for for <laughs> jeremy and i <laughs> but yeah I, you know, I have to try to find something to do. Now, I, I play a lot of golf, so I'll get out on the golf course. We talked, to the, we talked about golf with uh, Jason Smith. Spent some time Smith. with my kids, Cleo and Amelia. <laughs> Those are his pets. <laughs> <laughs> They're pets, too. Sharon, we need you to get to Zach and Chris. What are, what yeah, are y'all sorry, doing? I'm talking a lot. <laughs> That's what happens when it's the off-season. Is any of this segment usable at all? Yes, yes, yes. Off-season plans, probably. What are y'all doing? I'll be going home for a while, but not like too long in Milwaukee. Uh, enjoy great vacation spot. Yeah, well, the summer's great. Be going for summer fest, which is a big music festival. Fourth of July. Is it going to be anything like Firefest? I heard that uh, one was good. It'll be so much better than Firefest, and I won't have to pay millions of dollars to go. Catch so some be Brewers great. baseball. Yeah, I'll catch the Brewers. Catch them when they're here. Meet with some uh, some old colleagues, some old players. So that'll be nice. Awesome. Um, but yeah, it's my. I've been going since basically a year go, dating back to graduation brewers now this so it's my first break for in a awesome. long time so that'll be nice awesome yeah i will be my birthday's in the middle of june so i'll be going home to cleveland for that catch the indians and the dodgers there Celebrate catch the, the indians in baltimore Maybe. looking forward to indians yeah. orioles in baltimore yeah. oh, me and jacob are gonna fun. hit indians orioles okay. the next week in uh in june there um, let's see what else is going on. I'm going to Florida. 
Uh, Not with me and Jeremy, just to Florida. No, yeah, going to Florida. Okay, no. Maybe, and then I'll hit um, I'll hit Louisville, my alma mater, to um, see some friends that are still in Louisville. Okay. Those are the only things that are still that are that yeah. are for sure on the docket. And then we'll watch the draft, watch summer league, all that. Everything, stuff. everything we just talked about, it all comes back to basketball. We're yep, all yep. gonna watch the draft. I mean, look, the, the summer, watch the summer, summer, pre- league. The summer presents new challenges. Yeah, I mean. Yep. Coming up with in, in free you know, agency, while it's not as time consuming, in some respects, off season content is more challenging. It is than regular season content. It and is. I hope to catch up with Michael Adams, a former Washington Bullet, who's also a referee. Uh, said he may go to the NBA referees camp. So that's what I'm hoping to do content wise. But we got some great podcasts coming up for you over the next uh, four or five days as we interview several players that I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast so hopefully you will be able to um get something out of every single one of them because we didn't just talk basketball we talked some lifestyle some summer you know talked about some of the guys different interests off the court john wall talked about uh john wall talked about his tattoos so we got a, a, a few different things for a little bit for everybody we got john wall sheldon matt kelly Ubre, yam mahimi bradley beal brandon jennings otto porter and jason smith and of course you heard coach brooks in the segment for this one uh we want to thank everyone for joining us this season i think we had a great first f- first regular season here um as a group uh, it, it has really meant a lot to us and thank the Washington Wizards uh, public relations staff for making sure we get uh, some quality content on the pod and hope that all you Wiz kids out there have enjoyed it, our DC family. Let's get some final thoughts from everybody before we sign off. Uh, Chris, we'll start with you since you went last. Final thoughts is that that this season was certainly, from last season it was a step forward, but I think from, from the previous playoff run, I think also it was a step forward for, for the core of this team. That's exciting. I'm really excited. We talked to Sheldon. I'm really excited to see what he can do in summer league when he mm-hmm. gets a full year to work with John in this off season, work under our coaches with a year in the NBA and the and the D League under his belt. He's my he's my guy to watch that we have on the radar right now. Obviously we'll see how the roster changes, but I'm I really like his game. I'm really excited to see what he does this summer. Okay. Final thoughts, just a. Uh, Really, in my mind, it was a successful season on all fronts. I thought the, the just what a great way to start the Brooks era. I mean, you can say all you want that certain aspects of wanting to go further in the playoffs, maybe improving the bench, that kind of thing. But considering where this team was and the uncertainty surrounding it to start the season, it was a success in my in my eyes. Um, and I really look forward to seeing what this team can do. And I, I just hope that the core just gets better together and grows yeah. together and I just love how close the the locker room was this season as well and I, I hope that continues four and a half months till training camp <laughs> final thoughts from Jeremy see that's you in right. September Jeremy <laughs> that's all I've got to say okay see you there see you there <laughs> Jacob um no, I mean I think we've we've really hit most of the key moments I mean I thought it was a you know, it was a very good season. I wish it was one, one at least one game better. Um, but I think there's so much to build on. And um, with John and Brad as the core going forward, the upside of this team is is pretty unlimited. My final thoughts are definitely as uh, to echo Jacob somewhat. Uh, first, I do have to give a shout out to Otto Porter because I thought his three pointer in Boston uh, for Game Five was great. 
Game that, two. Game two, excuse game me. Game five, we lost game, by about a yeah, million sorry, points. Sorry, sorry, game two. That being said, I feel like for so long, John and Brad were always under the shadow of we had another veteran here that was a leader of the team, Trevor Ariza, the first time that they were experiencing the playoffs. Then it was Paul Pierce that next year. This year, John Wall and Bradley Beal, give an edge to John Wall, have grown up. They are no longer in the shadow of any other veterans that came in to help right the ship, steer the team in the right direction in this locker room. This is John Wall and Bradley Beal's team. And together, I feel like they are leading us in the right direction. I was so proud of the two of them, especially John Wall at that game-winning shot in Game 6. Bradley Beal's 38 points in Game 7. They know how to lead now. And that makes me so proud and happy considering that at least me, Jacob, and Jeremy have been here since the beginning for these two young players. And now they are taking center stage. And it makes me so happy. And I'm so looking forward to the future. Um, so there's my final thought. We want to thank all you kids out there, our DC family, for supporting us, sharing, retweeting this podcast off the bench. It's been a lot of fun. We have more for you in the offseason. Uh, hope to get Marching Gortat maybe next week. Ciao for now. Mm-hmm.